The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Hello and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Newman, and I'm joined today by Sarah Becker. How are you, Sarah? I'm very well. How are you, Jack? I'm doing great. I'm just hopping along on this Sunday night. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also joined with me here is Peter Dancy. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey Peter, we're having a good time here. Also hopping along. I don't know what's your what's your uh, term for being drunk on a Sunday night because you don't want to go back to work on Monday. <laughs> that's me hopping along. Denial. <laughs> well, yeah, that's uh, good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we went this week to see the new Jason Bourne, the Yay. fourth Matt Damon Bourne movie, the technically the fifth Bourne movie if you count Jeremy Renner, who no one does. Um, I mean, that was more of a <laughs> side cool, if you will, but whatever. Well, we're going to have another one in 2018, apparently. Wait, really? Yeah, it's already scheduled. Apparently, there's another uh, Jeremy Renner born vehicle that's going along with this one. So Why? I'm sorry. I, I mean, I love Jeremy <laughs> Renner, but why? I think that's the that's the past the first three born Matt Damon born movies. I think that's gonna be the story of the day. Is why because <laughs> they can make money. Is why. Yes. Yeah, um, I have a bone to pick actually with this movie. Um, Woo. Well, I know I usually I usually throw the topic off to start to somebody, but I actually have a, a bone to get off my chest to begin with. Do it. Um, well, one of the things that I've said uh, kind of with these movies in the past, and what I kind of want to bring to the group is that. Um, Jason Bourne kind of popularized shaky cam. Right. And a lot of people hate the original Bourne identity for that. Um, but I actually think in terms of its use of the shaky cam, in terms of its use, it was because you can compare it to movies like uh, often I think I see a lot of YouTube videos comparing it to stuff like Hero and Asian action cinema, which does a lot of wide shots and focuses on the, the strength of the character. And the reason to do shaky cam is that if you have an action star that's not, not particularly that skilled, you're uh-huh. able to make him look, you're able to add impact and force with the camera by moving along at the expense of the action and the clarity of the action. Well, at the same time, like I always enjoyed it in Born Identity because it used in terms of plot structure. Because like Born was supposedly confused by what was going on, and it just seemed like things would speed up, and he would. It was like he would speed up, and he would go into a different sort of mode, and he would take people down, and that was the idea. And then in that context, the shaky camera really f- like fed into the feel of the story for me, which is interesting to see that like you know from there like you know in terms of context, Shaky Cam was really really good for those stories, and I liked him in the first three movies. Um, uh, Ultimatum not as much, but I really again I love supremacy, and I definitely like identity. Um, but you know all those first three movies have a similar feel. I feel like this Born is is feeding off. Um, kind of where the shaky cam thing has gone. Like the Born Identity series started the shaky cam, but used it in a different sort of context. It wasn't always shaky cam. Whereas I felt this movie, the whole of the movie, was very, very shaky the whole way through. It just was kind of, it had like, a, the action wasn't as good. And my thing is, usually I would chalk that up to the editor, but I actually looked this up today. Every single Born movie has a different film editor. <laughs> But really? the first three had the same. Oh. Yeah, yeah. They all ha- they all have different editors. It's funny. The Supremacy is actually edited by Richard Pearson, who is uh, the king of editing sequel movies because he did Quantum Solace yeah, and a bunch yeah, of what, other. Yeah, wasn't wasn't that thir- wasn't that third born wasn't that third uh, born film uh, n- nominated for a few for a few Academy Awards, including editing. Yeah, like, if, if, yeah I remember, if I remember that correctly. Yeah, Supremacy was. I I like Supremacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not Supremacy, uh, Ultimatum. Ultimatum. Uh, I like Ultimatum, but personally, Supremacy is always going to be my favorite. Um, even though, like, I agree with I agree with the editing being the best on that one. But it, every single Bourne movie has a different editor. But the first three have the same cinematographer, um, Oliver Wood, who I think that is what this movie is missing, is somebody dialing back the action and using it in correct situations, whereas they're just generally going recreating the feel the memorable feel of the first three movies and I feel it really takes away from this movie in terms of like when you're viewing it it's like it's like it's just very you know not to be offensive I don't go into a Jason Bourne movie for the plot I mean I just don't 
I mean, I enjoy the first two movies, like the thrillerness, and but like effectively after the third one, we figured out what his past was, and the fact that he went into it, and so now it's just like all of it's just like I'm just like I don't care. Also, they say Snowden like eight times. They did, like, right? Though I feel like this that movie was, super was more annoying. about the uh, internet privacy debate than it yes. was about Jason Bourne. Which is exactly what this feels like. It feels like yeah. we've dredged up. It feels like it feels like a little bit. No offense, like Mad Max, a little bit. Like we've taken like a classical action hero, and we've and, and Mad Max was good because it had a good story to tell, and it did tell a good story. But it's like we're taking this classical action hero and we're dumping this new topical story on top of him for like no reason. And and you feel like he's tied into this for like no reason. <laughs> like, right. He's I mean- like. Because like if you if you all remember the uh, like the, the the link that I, the link that I sent to uh, that I sent to our group um, early, uh, right. Like, right, right, right. Like a couple of days ago about 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 how about how um, not like not only uh, like the past like three four films uh, Matt Damon has been in they all like like, like the, the the theatrical posters have all been like the same the same thing like his face with text over it and they and they, and they but uh, but uh, but then it expanded on but then expanded upon that how like how like there are so many films that all that all have like the same kind of posters like depending depending on like what kind of feel they're going for but uh but speaking particularly to matt damon's films uh with with, with them being like his face text he's the most important character like like, like what like what like, like what um what topic what what topic what thing are we trying to answer for this movie it it, it seems it seems like it seems like his past few films have all have all had have all had some kind of social so, so socio-political aspect to it and 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 for, and for this film it was and for this film it was about privacy like like that like that that was the like that that was the theme of this film. And actually, well, now that I'm thinking about it, despite the fact that this is a Jason Bourne movie, I feel like we almost saw less of him than we saw of many of the other characters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, and that's. I mean, it really also annoyed me that they killed Nikki Parsons off. Um, well, yeah, when they killed I, Julia Stiles off twenty minutes into the movie, I have a big yeah. problem with that. Well, I also have a big problem with that—that that she dies exactly like the same female character from the first *Born Identity* dies in ten oh, minutes really? in the second Are one. You serious? Uh, oh shit! Wow. Because that's that's exactly Shameful. what happens in the second, like you know, in the first *Born Identity*, he falls in love with a girl, and then in the ten minutes in the second one, she gets shot in the back of the head in a moving vehicle, and in this one, she gets shot in the back of the head on while she's on a mo- <laughs> moving motorcycle wow. in the same yeah. manner, Come on, do better. making the classical the classical hero giving him ide- like you know giving him the ability like the to go off and avenge her Another and all woman this stuff. who dies for man pain this is great no i mean there I, were two I, I totally, women I totally of consequence in this film and the first one died 20 minutes in the rest of the cast was men well this is the part that i hate is cuz <laughs> well, the, the born the born ultimatum has this creepy moment um, where she actually cuts her hair in a similar fashion to the girl from the first one, and they have like this moment where he's like he like looks like he's got the hots for her, and then just like walks away, and it's just like it's it's one of these things. It's just like she's been the main actress in the born series since Supremacy, but like not really. <laughs> like and that's and that comes up here, and that it's like it's like she's in this thing, but not really. Like it's one of those things where it's just like really creepy, and they haven't known what to known what to do. Because he's this tortured person, but even more so now. Now we got the also Alicia Vikander, which is weird because it's like they're changing out actresses that are just yeah. popular right now. Mm-hmm. We have Alicia Vikander, who's popular, who, who actually I'm not gonna lie, as a cold CIA bitch, she does really well. Yes, no, sad. she does. She, she did, did great really in well. the film. I was just sad that she was was with the exception of the 20 minutes of Julia Stiles, she was the only female character. No, exactly. With actually, words. Yeah, you're right. I entirely oh agree with it. I like I like that they actually had a female character that was actually kind of because they had Landy actually because that's <clears> the thing <throat> is like uh, Rebecca Landy and the other two in Supremacy uh. and Ultimatum is a great female character, um, but she's nowhere to be seen in this one, which is kind of weird a little bit. Um, she decided to I don't know. check out like her her character was like mm-hmm. I'm done clean my hands well, that, was the, that was the other thing is tommy lee jones like is like i always knew it would come to this and that other cia guy was like i always knew it would come to this and the other cia game in supremacy was like i always knew it'd come to this and i was like did just every dude in the cia like wrong born and every guy that was gonna come up in the thing like i'm just like fuck off like no you didn't you 
I haven't seen you the rest of this series, Tommy Lee Jones. Like, why are you here now as, like, the, like the, like the corporate head of the CIA? I don't know why I use corporate, but just, it just feels right. It's like, <laughs> the man. That's, I mean, like, I mean, what's con- happening. I mean, consider- I mean, considering how he wanted to use, um, what, what, what was that guy's character's name? Uh, Kalur. Um, oh, my God. For, it was, for, it was the most ridiculous. <laughs> and, like, for, so, for like, his, like, a social media platform. It's like, it's like, a, it's like, it's like, Tommy Lee Jones' character, at least his character, it's like, yeah, you, like you are a little corporate, a little corporate dude. No, it was, it was. I think that's the thing is like this one. Its plot is almost, not, it's not nonsensical, but it's definitely like. It's uh, well, yeah, I think it's reaching to. I think the issue is it's got a story. It's just reaching to implant Jason Bourne as purposeful. It's it's trying to take like what's happened in the past three movies and all the issues that's come up with him and implant it into this new story they have. <laughs> and they're just struggling. And I think that there's a lot of plot contrivances. And like for instance, like they're always like, what's the opposite side of this of the Snowden story? To like, was military secrets revealed that? endangered people and you have the main bad guy primarily being somebody who was tortured because of whatever it was revealed during black briar oh yeah um which is an interesting twist and a different thing it's it's kind of like op- you know showing an opposition to snowden and all this stuff but it's still kind of just like the whole thing is just like it feels really weird i can agree with the overall general point of it but i can just say it's entirely poorly poor as shitly direct not directed <laughs> but presented like the whole point is presented poorly and it's hard to like you know I don't, I don't think it has anything too interesting to say on the debate, which is why I come back to the action movie, which is the reason I'm there, um, which is the only reason I went to a Jason Bourne movie, is because I wanted to see a good action movie. Badass I mean, Christ. honestly, I went to, the reason I went to this movie was Julia Stiles, and then 20 minutes in, she's gone. She's I'm like, gone. Well, this, I don't know why I'm here anymore. Do you have an attachment to... No, 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 this is just a cute question. Do you have an attachment to Julia Stiles because of like movies she was in when we were teenagers and stuff? A little bit. I really liked The Prince in yeah. Me when I was in, like, middle school. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just, like, super curious that, like, people, like, because, like, sometimes people have, like, attachment to actors that I just, like, don't know about. You know, like, like they've seen a movie, like, like I never saw 16 Candles till I was older, and so people are like, I oh, mean, my God. I mean, I, yeah. still, I mean, I still haven't seen 16 Candles. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't see movies like, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off and The Breakfast Club until I was in college, and... So, I mean, it's like, eh, I, I, I get that. Why, exactly. I never saw The Breakfast College, and I was like, oh, my God, Molly Ringwall. Like, people love her. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, why? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'll be quite honest. I mean, I love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I think that's a great movie. Mm-hmm. But and I, I have more of a t- an attachment to it than, than maybe other films. But, yeah, um, 16 Candles and The Breakfast Club, I've seen both of them. But as you say, I didn't see it until I was older, so maybe it's just, it's, I don't know if it's a childhood attachment or if I'm just, you know, well, a soulless I'm, person or what. I just, I you're don't not, really care you're about not either soulless. of them. You, you have more soul than the majority of people on this cast. Yeah, you, like, you're not me soulless, and, Sarah. Me that, and that, Peter that, have... Jack. We're, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I love you so much, Jack. I love you so much. I made a Faustian bargain to bring this group together. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like I would little, believe there's it. There's like a suitcase with my soul in it somewhere. <laughs> a suitcase, I love it. I must have misplaced it. Like Bruce Willis is trolling around. No, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, God, Samuel L. Jackson is trolling around with it somewhere. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> God. Uh, thanks, Peter. Um, anyway. I love you. I, I think it's okay. <laughs> I think the thing is that... Um, with this one, like with uh, with like the thing that's always been for me is like Jason Bourne was always a combination of like a little bit of like J- Jackie Chan slapstick oh, yeah. with uh, not slapstick like it's not comedic but like Jason Bourne would always go in and like pick up objects and use whatever object was at hand to beat the crap out of the person there you know mm-hmm. like he like that one like you know that that classical scene that I sent you guys this afternoon where he's oh, yeah, in a he knife fight and he uses a ballpoint pen yeah and he like knifes a guy with a pen and that's the thing is like he uses everything around him. Or like that one fight where he uses like a book to like break a guy's jaw. <laughs> like, what? like he does all sorts of crap like that. Yeah, it's great. It's it's. I mean, and that's the thing is he's got that Jackie Chan slapstick, and then he's just got like, uh, and then he's also got a little bit of MacGyver in him, and and that's like the thing that's been his like 
he's got this whole thing and it just felt so absent from this movie <laughs> like an action packed like he would go and there was so much there was never like anyone that like really challenged him except the the other asset and like and he was just like like i was and i saw like a like a miniature like a like a little video online them talking about the knife fight in the tunnel so i knew there was going to be a knife fight in the tunnel and i was ready for it and then it kind of came and went there's all these things like they were talking about the cool like fly rig thing that jumped over cars but they never held a shot long enough for me to even know that they were using advanced fly rigs and right. didn't just hook a fucking camera to the top of a car you know like i felt like somebody was hanging out a window holding the gopro i mean with how with how it was filmed and how, like with how frenetic the editing was that's that's basically what it might as well have been yeah i know it's just and that's the thing is like i think like the other born films didn't hold shots long but they knew when to hold shots do you know what i mean yeah and, this and movie the, couldn't sit still it didn't do that there, there were times where i got lost in what was happening yeah yeah it was hard to follow i think that's that's something that was definitely clear for me is that i was having a hard time following what was happening i was having a hard time figuring out like uh, who was who was ha- like um, and and that's the thing it's like action would happen and then like the 180 degree rule which is the rule that you essentially like keep actors on the same side of the camera so you don't cut past a line between the two actors went totally out the window and that's the thing is that this movie like in the classical born films like and I, I say classical born films that's hilarious <laughs> it's not like it, <laughs> they haven't been out that long to be classical born films um, but the point is like you know in the past like it would have people looking in the back to create a feel like somebody's spying from afar on a conversation and that's a kind of a cool feel this movie just uses it weirdly indiscriminately on like conversations and uses extreme close-ups in conversations you have no idea the context of what people are fucking saying and it's just like it's just it feels like somebody went in and studied oliver wood's um shooting style and then just poorly replicated it and that's that's and that's no offense to the guy who shot this movie which i feel kind of bad because i am sort of shitting on him um I'm just going to try to pull up who the cinematographer for Jason Bourne was. Uh, his name was Barry um, Aykroyd. Oh. Yep. As any relation to Dan Aykroyd? Uh, I did wonder that. Um, just because see, that's direct- such an unusual name. Yeah, I know. I, Barry Aykroyd was born in May, Manchester. Did, He's known for the, his work on the Hurt Locker. Yeah. Oh, that's no excuse. Like yeah. the big, sh- well, look, the Big Short. He was the cinematographer on the Big Short, and that's a that's a big problem right there. Wait, was the, was um, the Big Short? With the Big Short cinematography, like problematic as hell. <laughs> no, it's just the whole. I mean, I would actually put that up to editing on the Big Short because uh, it was just it was just so goddamn frenetic. I mean, I would I would argue that all these movies are frenetic as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I would say the Hurt Locker had a hell of an editor. Um, I'd say the Hurt Locker has more to do with editing than anything, but I would have said that previously about the Bourne films, and I was shocked to learn that all the, every single Bourne film has a different editor. So right. I don't know anymore. You know, like I think like it depends like you know where the cinematographer has Im- Im- import into a film style is like really dependent. Like maybe they were doing like uh, they were they were they were doing setups or stuff, or like you know he was like convincing the director of this or that because Paul Greengrass has directed all of them. Um, but I definitely don't feel his hand, at least stylistically, in this one. I, I definitely did not did not like this nearly as much as Supremacy. And I think Ultimatum is the best edited, but also kind of a little bit the most boring of the three of them. Because I think the other two have a little bit better stories in them. So, um, or, And that's the other thing. is like It's definitely clear to me that like the thriller element is removed from this movie. Like, you know, because there's no... It's clear from the beginning who are the bad guys and the good guys, which previously it's always been there's like been an element of mystery in every one of the Bourne films that's just entirely gone from this. Like there's no there's no mystery whatsoever. They're just, you know, you know, from the word go who the bad guys are and you're just counting time till Bourne weirdly uses like, you know, Jackie Chan Jiu-Jitsu to get out of it. Yeah, not to fair. mention like the, that fucking opening scene where he was just like I'm a boxer because <laughs> I don't know how to use my crazy skills in any other way I, I need an outlet <laughs> for my <Yeah>. anger <laughs> and I'm going to because I kill people and I'm going to knock out this guy with an elbow to the face which by, which by the way was done which by the way we were give, we were given as an over the shoulder shot as opposed to every single commercial and trailer where you see it from like in front of him like I mean that I mean 
that's not a problem. That was just a weird thing I noticed about about about, the, about that scene for me. It was a weird switch. Yeah, I I think that's the thing. Is I think just like it's weird for me to like get mad at a movie for like just purely editing standpoint, but I think I definitely did. I think I definitely uh, was just a little bit. Um, I think I was thrown off. You know, what oh, did you guys What did you guys think of Matt Damon in this performance? I mean, I I I I guess I, 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 guess, I, I hold it. Sounds like a robot. I'm guessing for the other foreign films, he's very stoic. No, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing for the other, for the other I, I guess he was fine. Um, I, I will say, I, I haven't said this yet. I, um, I I haven't seen any of the other films. So, I... Uh, oh, so this is the thing I wanted to ask. Actually, I didn't ask before this thing. Am I the only one that has seen all the other Bourne films? Yes. I believe so. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Okay, no, you're cool. fine. No, you're fine. <laughs> no, 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 but, you know, you're right. You're right, because I am, I am really hating on this movie in comparison to other movies. So, like, it's not necessarily unfair at all. So maybe maybe I should take a look at terms of, like, rating itself as its own movie. And it might you're, – you're right. It might compare favorably to current-gen action movies, but it just felt – it felt so soulless and a little bit with its Snowden tie-in. I'd rather just go watch a movie about Snowden, you know what I mean? Which will be and coming actually, out. Jack, I'm rather pleasantly surprised that we seem to pretty much agree about this movie. Like, I didn't really enjoy it either. I mean, I, th- I no, think... Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't know if that was just because this kind of movie isn't really my thing. Or, you know, you heard my feminist argument a second ago about how, you know, there's two female characters and one of them oh, dies I totally, in the first 20 minutes. I but, totally agree with 100% of your female argument. Like, there mm. is no there is no counter-argument to this. This is a classical action hero movie. Yeah. Women are used poorly. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just, it's just the name of the game. I mean, especially, especially when, like, Alicia Vikander, like, why are you going to fucking hire her and then just use her as set dressing? I yeah. mean... Especially when and when I felt like she was imbuing this character with this cold, calculating character with so much more power than than I think the script wanted her to have. Yeah, you know she I mean? she as an actress did a wonderful job. Yes. Uh, yeah, she was with she, what stole, she was given. She, yeah, she stole every presence, and and she has this good thing because like Jason Bourne is supposed to be this such this such this terrifying force, and she always she always like imbued it so subtly, and like she played it so much more subtly. Which I, I mean, I know Matt Damon is supposed to look tired, but he just looked tired. He looked yeah, he really did. I was I was looking at the Rotten Tomatoes page for this film just now, and the um, the photo across the top of the screen when you're looking at the page, like my first thought was he looked so old. <laughs> like he's on this motorcycle and it's just like this really awful picture of him I need to like, look this, this isn't up a dramatic oh photo at all. just go to Rotten Tomatoes and click on Jason Bourne and it's the for lack of a better word like the the trailer thing at the it's like a banner at yeah. the top of the screen yeah I see it and there's like there's like police lights in the background and oh, he just looks like yeah. he just looks like ancient and I think they played that up they played into that a little mm-hmm. bit but at the same time like, like maybe they is, played it a little too much yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he's and old. He's tired. He's done. He's done. Like it looks like he's got like kind of like a wonky eye. Like he's had like a mild stroke or something. Like uh-huh. not not in like not in like a mean sort of way. But he just like seemed he just seemed to have like a cocked eye through the whole movie that wasn't there before in the previous Bourne mm-hmm. movie. I mean, at least with this image, it looked, it looked like he was mid eyebrow raise. Like hmm. yes, it's sort of like almost a Spock eyebrow raise going yes. on. Like fascinating. Yes. <laughs> Fascinating. I'm on a motorcycle driving through yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I like me and Katie are watching this series that Katie likes called The Chronicles of Shayara. Um Shinara? It, it is it Shinara exactly, yes, yes. it is. <laughs> um it is More so, dead I don't lesbians. Know, I, Oh yeah, absolutely. There's shit tons of them, um, but like it is so painfully acted. Like oh. it is just breathtakingly painfully acted. I feel like watching this, like this series, is just like a master course on how to recognize bad acting. Oh <laughs> like, god! I mean, I was like, just avoiding it because of the dead lesbians, but now I want to watch it even less. Oh no! I, I mean, I can't recommend it at all. I I can just say like, if you ever want to know what not to do as an actor, go watch. The oh, okay, I will keep that in mind <laughs> because like, I wasn't watching brutal. it because I was watching I it because I didn't give a damn. 
Well, exactly. Like, I mean, and it's funny too because, like, I read online. Like, apparently, there's a lot of people that really love that series of books, and they're uh, just like, they just hate it. <laughs> they just like there are people out there that are like, just like, you know, I'm not the kind of person that makes death threats, but this is legitimately a problem. <laughs> and I'm just like, holy shit! Oh my <laughs> like, god. <laughs> He's like, I am a nice, well-to-do individual, but this is terrible. <laughs> I love how you play that. It's great. It's all I know. I don't know. I mean, you never make death threats. People that make death threats to people on the internet are pieces of shit. No, yeah, they need do to that. stop. Like, no, right. I, I want to make. I want to make that clear. Just like I, I just thought the context of this uh, no, one person yeah, who what, wasn't actually making it. Yeah, you know, I need to make it clear that the context of this one person who wasn't actually making a death threat, but was just saying this. They was were just like, I but am it was pissed. Yeah. He's like, I would never do this, but seriously. <laughs> no, I, no, I, for, no, but like, back, like back to Jason Bourne and, and like, like, and our general like, dislike, whatever of it. And like, at least, at least for me, at least, at least for me, with with this being the first Bourne film I, I I've seen, I, I, I guess, I guess for me it was just it, it was the combination of too much shaky cam, and and, and at least to me, like, the pacing was off in some areas, and, and like. I, I mean, I mean, I certainly enjoyed the car chases and the fight scenes, but then, but but then, but then when we got, but then when we got out of those scenes and it and it became and it became more about like explaining stuff that's going on and moving from point A to point B, so, right. so, so we can so we can progress the story. It felt like it was lagging a little to me because because like I I, I, I remember I remember sitting in the theater, um and and when and when and when everyone was converging on Las when everyone was when everyone was converging on Las Vegas, um. And by the way, I just want to say I don't I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know if from from the story from the editing we're supposed we're supposed to believe that Bourne flew that Bourne flew from Europe straight to Vegas. That's not possible. That right. That, that, that a that's not possible. And b and b and b I lived in Las Vegas for two years. That was not the Las Vegas airport. I I I, 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 was, I, I was literally sitting the, I was literally sitting sitting in the theater and I was like and I was like okay I see you're exiting the airport I see you're exiting the airport to the parking lot a parking lot or whatever. Where are the slot machines right next to the door? Unless they have changed that lot, that front lobby, where are the slot <laughs> machines? Something's missing. But 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 I but I realized sitting in the theater when they were all converging on Las Vegas, like it just dragged <laughs> for me with them all yeah, getting, it, with them getting to the hotel and like and them setting up the pieces on the board. My favorite thing is I'm I, reading this on Rotten Tomatoes. Barry Hertz from Globe and M- Mail yeah. said, "Sure, Jason Bourne has all the hallmark of hallmarks of a story. There are characters who are involved in scenes, and no <laughs> scenes indicate the forward <laughs> march of time. But nothing wow. here actually matters. Oh my god, that's so brutal! <laughs> Thank that's, you that's so it. much, Barry Hertz. Thank you Barry so much, Hertz, Barry Hertz. Y- you are a master among words. That um, is beautiful. <laughs> this." Uh, I, I have to admit, I agree. I agree with that. I think like the story is so bad because it's just them bloating up. And I think this is the thing, Jason. This is actually the most profitable international Jason Bourne film. Yeah, really. Because so this is a fifty point one million bow and franchise record. Like makes a bow and like I, I can't read this fucking headline. Um, ah. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to read this headline on Deadline. I don't. They can't write worth a shit. Um, ah. <laughs> there's fifty point one million is apparently the number that. It's clocking in from international wow. uh, with a looking looking towards primarily the Korean market, which is as interesting with movies coming out like The Great Wall. Did anyone else see the trailer for The Great Wall? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and with his apparent with apparently like Jay, like you know Matt Damon now being an international film star recognized in Asian markets. It's interesting to me that maybe they are trying to bring this around and keep this franchise going so they can have action movies that they pump out into Asia. Right. <laughs> I'm really bothered with this. What, I, I haven't read up on the Great Wall at all, and that's not what this podcast is about. But why is Matt Damon the hero in a movie about China? That was my first thought when I saw that trailer. I was like, "Why is he in? Why is he here? He's why so are people from Mongolia not- suddenly demon dogs? Right? Like, why is they that also a thing? That. Like, like, is that isn't that like racist? It's like people in Mongolia racist. Like, aren't people in Mongolia right now? It's like, I'm pretty sure we just rode horses, dude. <laughs> Shot bows. Exactly. <laughs> like, we we never, like, made Faustian bargains and, like, summoned demon dogs to kill Chinese people. Yeah, like... <laughs> we, just wanted, I mean, I mean, we just wanted some crops, bro. Yeah, I mean, I mean, my guess... I mean, my guess... They're, they're the trying night. to take the story of the Great Wall and, like, insert, like, in, insert, like some really deep drag, like, dragon ex, dragons existing mythology type oh, shit to yeah. this movie. No, well, that's the thing. He's like, I served gods, and you're like... 
like you have you realize this is like some deep Chinese mythological building stuff that's gonna go on. So it's right. it's interesting to see like him tied into this franchise. But like it's like I'm in you know, this is one of like this is I think like one of the like the biggest budgeted uh, Chinese produced movies ever. I don't know. I haven't read the story. I really just skimmed that shit. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, I, I, I guess, I guess, I guess at least, I guess at least one reason like why it's done so well internationally is, is because is because I mean, like, I'm, I'm looking at the different production companies that that, that, that worked on the Jason Bourne film, and, and one of the, and one of them is uh, is perfect is Perfect World Pictures, which it which is based in China. So so I mean, so so, so, I, mean, so I mean that so I mean that could certainly have something Oof. to do with it. Like I mean. We of course don't live there, but 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 I but I would imagine that but I would imagine that that they had that they had some kind of um, heavy heavy marketing campaign uh, in that country for this film. So, so I mean that could be one reason. Yeah, ooh, Constance Wu from Fresh Off the Boat just said our heroes don't look like Matt Damon. Right, <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing. Can we all at least agree that hero bias and but it's really hard to f- uh, finance are no longer excuses for racism? <laughs> like, try. Which is the thing. I think that's. Uh, I think that's interesting too. That like, you know, it's it's also interesting to me that like he's gonna be able to score with that like Asian general woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. like it's. It, like you just know, like you saw her in the trailer and like armor and stuff, and you're just like, ah, right, here we go. Ugh, that's just bad. I'm sorry, I don't mean to drag Matt Damon through the mud. It's just, it just this doesn't like that kind of movie mindset. To me, seems like he's kind of picking up some paychecks. Yeah, for for me, for me, like I don't see it as dragging Matt Damon himself through the mud. I just, it's more of just the overall premise of like of just wondering why is a white guy there i agree i actually have a like we were talking about having attachments to actors or films based on childhood experiences i kind of have an attachment to matt damon because he was the voice of the lead character in that dreamworks animated film spirit stallion of the cimarron before I knew right, him in yeah. anything yeah, else, he was the voice of a horse, and he was great. I love that movie. As a horse. You love that movie. I, that movie was painful for me. I never saw when, that. when I was that... when I was like a ten-year-old girl, and there was a you know for yeah. the time beautifully animated movie about horses. Of course, I was all over that shit. Oh, that's fair. I know. I just I just always felt there were like uncomfortable like like references to like helplessness that like like really bothered me because <laughs> like the native americans are you know you know nothing's gonna go well for them <laughs> so like i don't know i just i always found that movie like like kind of painful and in, in like a weird sort of way i, mean, I don't watching know it as an adult i'm sure i would have vastly different opinions on it which than is I would fair you're right because i didn't watch it till i was in college mm. so like i was i was always like oh this is this lost disney movie i there never saw go. that was actually animated and i was like i should see it and i was like i see why i didn't see it yeah. and no i'm not i'm not saying it's bad at all I think it's I just like as an adult I had like some very strong issues uh, that I just like couldn't overlook and it was like a painful watching experience that's very true and I mean I, I even feel that way about a lot of you know Disney films today i.e. Oh, Pocahontas yeah. but you know oh, Jesus. I, it's, it's yeah. just it's a really weird experience watching movies like that because you know I you know come in knowing more about the world now and seeing all of the ways these films are problematic but then at the same time since i had such good experiences with them when i was a child i can't help but you know sing along with the songs or you know think well, oh and that's this the is thing such a cool it's moment, like moment the movie I, it's it's a struggle I would, le- I would legitimately have a hard time showing beauty and the beast to a daughter i had yes yes it's and, not and that thing syndrome. i love that fucking movie i love that movie it is one of my favorite all-time disney movies i fucking love every second of it but the context is just so goddamn unsettling yes (laughs) like can you imagine just watching that for the first time and being like what is everybody on about (laughs) like and it's funny too because like i imagine that like kids that are growing up on nemo now are just like what the fuck were our parents watching (laughs) right right i mean i mean like what the fuck were they doing i was thinking back to the i was thinking back to to the little mermaid like like a a few a few weeks ago and i and i real and i realized the distinct difference between me watching that as a child and then me thinking about it as as as, as an adult and, and ariel saying and saying dad i'm grown up i'm 16 and me automatically thinking you are a 16 year old girl <laughs> you have exactly. no idea what yeah, you're talking yeah. about no and tying this back to jason Bourne is like i feel like that's the difference is like when i f- saw the Bourne identity you know it was a breath of fresh air right. as an action movie it was something new it was something interesting i enjoyed it but like 
now I'm just like I'm just like wow this is just really classical action fair it's like it's like there's more in the herd Matt Damon has star power so he's probably going to make some money in like in international markets and that's why they're just pushing it it's just really funny to see like you know this is the thing is like all these action movies and like a lot of other different kinds of movies like Bridesmaids and some of the other Paul Fahey comedies Uh like they live long enough to be see themselves become the Mm -hmm. bad guy a little bit Batman Um, reference Oh, I know. <laughs> Not like that franchise lived long enough to see itself become the bad guy. <laughs> oh, if Ben would hear, he would remind me about what I rated Batman v Superman. But I mean, to speak to speak to that, I mean, I, I mean, I, I get, I guess you could count that as, I mean, pos- as a potential reason for for why for, for, for why for why they try to insert like the the theme, the theme of privacy and protecting that into this film to take to, right. take to take it beyond simply an action film so that so that way it gave people something else to talk about because i mean i mean because I mean, because look because looking at how the film ended with um with excuse me with with uh, Aaron Kalur um the so, the social media CEO of, of Deep Dream with him not being yeah. dead but 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 the but the but the audience knowing hey your friend and right hand man kind of sold you out and almost got you shot and killed like are we going to come back to that with uh, with 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 born with born keeping an eye on keeping an eye on the on the, on the cia with with the video that he gave to uh heather lee uh uh, uh, uh v- character at the end of the film um and and like like then the cia watching us him watching them are like how are they going to go back to that with um if they when they can cons- uh, continue this series so i mean so, so I mean, like that's probably what they're doing. Like they're trying to in, like, give us something besides just pure action. It's like to give it to keep us interested because because they because they realize that you know, like they realize that it has been ten years since since, since the last born since the last uh, Matt Damon born film came out. So we need something else other than just him punching someone in the face with a pen. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that's the thing. Well, I love that pen scene, dude. I mean, I think no, that's the it, thing. No, it's like, no, no. Like, after after watching it with that video sent us, that's a great scene. It's and also tell me that that's not better than any scene in this movie. Oh right? yeah, I mean, like I mean, exactly. He he, he 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 didn't pick up a book or a pen or like a stapler. I don't know. Well, they talked about that. Like I saw it in the short. He's like, yeah, he uses a chair to beat a guy up, and I'm like, yeah, that's like par for the course. And like, oh my god, like he's got to use like an inflatable balloon yeah, or something I'm, to I'm kill somebody. I'm sorry, that's like I'm sorry. that's and like him the using old- <laughs> a chair is like is like watching the WWE. They do that every other week. Like he like breaks off a chair like and hits a guy with it. I was like, yeah, that's not in keeping with the coolness of the first couple of movies. No. And I think that's the other thing is like there's cool sequences. Like there's like. Clive Owen in the first one, like there's this amazing sniper sequence where he's got like a shotgun and the and Clive Owen has like a sniper rifle and they're running around and he uses birds to confuse him and then kills him with a shot. It's so Dude. good. Like there's like and that's the thing is that it, like that's the thing is there's so many assassins out to get him in the first one and the other movies and they have these sequences where it's just like these super high end assassins, Jackie Channing all over each other. I apologize to use Jackie Chan as a verb. Um, well, I mean Jackie <laughs> Chan's kind of a badass, so I st- I no. say that's a compliment. No, no, no. I'm, but like specifically, like the Jackie Chan kind of things where they use their environment. You know, like Jackie Chan would always use like ladders, right, or right, right, fall right. down stuff, or just do like insane stuff. And that's the thing is they kind of like Jason Bourne would always like use like things in his environment to be like super deadly, and that's what what he would do. And like, and it's really, and it's really just cool to see these other like these high level assassins going at it. And that was the thing is there was always these cool fight sequences, even though it was bad. And I really particularly love the one in the house in Supremacy. Um, again, I've seen so many videos where that fight is held up as like what's ruining action, and to some extent it was because I think in the context of those movies they work a lot because of how it's it's you know how it's used sparingly not sparingly it's not used sparingly at all it's used all the time but how it's used to identify but there are still scenes in the first couple of movies where they could hold a fucking steady shot and like talk about it but this movie just can't hold a shot for a goddamn second and that's it's just a big problem. You know, it's just like it's just like camera work is like going away. It's where like you know you show the difference between the energy of scenes and the energy of situations and the energy of like what's this person be? It's like oh, is Jason Bourne running now? Okay, the camera's a little more unsteady. You know, like you you talk about the scene and the energy, uh-huh. and there's a flow to it. Whereas this movie just felt like like it just felt like it was going whole times. Like you know, you just he would just be walking in the airport and the camera would be a little bit shaky. I'm like, why? Why is why is this scene yeah. need to be shaky? Yeah. What what is this fucking adding to the situation? Like what is it doing? It's nothing. There's nothing it's doing. 
That's what the answer. Is. I mean, yeah, I mean, because like, because like, one, like, like, one, one of the few, one of the few times I can remember them like, like distinctly having, like, like a, a still shot was 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 when they were in Vegas going up the going up the escalator, and it's like, here's a still shot. The camera is steady. I mean, yes, I mean, yes. Granted, it's super close up to their faces, but still, it's it's it's, it's a smooth ride. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and rate this guy. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think I feel like we all pretty much agree. Actually, I, I'm surprised. I, I expected um, a little, little disagreement. Just a no, I, actually, not really. I don't even. I don't think even other members of the cast would have really disagreed with me on this one. I mean, I think some people might might have enjoyed the action and may have like said like, "Oh, Jack." I mean, I think it's a fair criticism of me to say like, "I am overtly comparing this to better action movies." Well, that's the thing is, you know, my my feminist criticisms aside, at the end of the day, you know, I was as I was watching it, I just found myself thinking. There are just better action movies out blah, there that I right? could be watching right, right now. Yeah. This, this is just, just not well executed. That's the thing that drives me nuts because it is Paul Greengrass. He's done all the other movies. And my big gripe is that I feel like, you know, like I would have been very okay with this movie. You know, exactly. Like feminist criticism, the story sucks. It's a Bourne movie. It's, it's supposed to be action heavy. And sure. I can, I, can ex- I can accept a lot of bullshit if it has good action. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So fuck uh-huh. this movie. Don't go see it. That's I mean that's that's like that's like the end of the day. I mean like if, I mean if, if, if I mean if you're gonna I mean, I mean if you're gonna go see it, then do what I did and go to a matinee time and pay five bucks and some change so you don't feel like you wasted your money that right, much. Right. Exactly. I that's mean, what I did. I as mean well. I'm sure you can find better Matt Damon porn on the internet. Like <laughs> you just you just can. I mean I just like like I love you, Peter. Don't don't lie to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have a crush on him. I know you do. We've talked about this before. Okay, I, I like we Okay, have. well, I mean, like, I have a, I mean, like, I, I, find, I find many men attractive, and Matt, and yes, Matt Damon is one of them. He looks, he is a very good-looking man. I'm not gonna knock that, but I just find he that doesn't look good funny. in this one too. What is? It is like, I mean, I'm just saying that, like, you can find, like, there's, you know, there's tons of porn out there that you can enjoy that we're like, we're like lots of nice-looking men, but like, I just like people are like, oh, what am I gonna go see Matt Damon in this movie? And I'm like. Yeah, but he looks old as fuck. <laughs> like, they, just, they just age him up. Like, just don't don't do that because right. it's gonna make you feel old. It's like there's this new girl that started working in my office. She's amazing, but she's 22 years old and she's yeah. so cheery. It just makes me lose faith in life because I feel so old. You feel ancient, Aww. like a relic now. Because she is. Because she's just like she's like, oh, I'm right out of college, and I was like, I thought I was right out of college. No, we're, we're, we're getting, Jack, we're getting up there in years. I'm sorry. To we tell are. You, we're, like we're like, like we're getting heading to. Towards five-year anniversary, fuck. Oh, ew, ew. <laughs> like, doesn't doesn't that make everyone else? That is that no. You know what? That's that's false. Actually, we graduated in 2013. We have a couple of years to go before we're at five years. Don't even two two. So two years, yeah. Sarah. Exactly a I couple. Guess, okay, like yeah, it's fair. She's also just like young. I don't know. It's just like it's just like I just feel like oh god. All right, let's start off though. Sarah, what do you give Jason? <laughs> um, I give it a four. Just, four. I mean, it was you know a, a blah, and even at that, a, a, a little bit of a bad blah. You all heard my feminist criticism of it earlier, and you know, just sort of reiterate, reiterating what I said before. Just in terms of an action movie, there's better action movies out there, you know, and um, especially considering the fact that Jason Bourne um, is the second most popular spy book series in the world. Jesus, really? It is. Yeah, I think the, the, the spy who came in from the cold is the most popular spy book, but after that, it's Jason Bourne. So, wow. cons- considering that, this film did not live up to that expectation at all. Again, I've not seen the preceding films, so I don't know where it lies in relation to those, but just as a standalone well, movie, it had a lot of problems. Let's leave it that this whole series has gone off the rails from the books, guys. Okay. <laughs> like, that's, just, that's just a fact. <laughs> it's gone way off the goddamn rails from where this series has. It's, it's a very, very different series from the feel of this book, too, to begin with. Um, but, uh, Peter, what do you give it? Um, I was going to give it a 5.5, but after this, I'm going to get... I'm going to... 
lower that down to a 4.5 from me. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I mean, the, 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 car, the, car, the, car chase, the car chase scenes and the fight scenes, they were enjoyable for me, but, uh, but, um, but, but, like, but that, but that and the story overall and the pacing and how slow it felt in some areas, it just didn't leave much of an impression on me. Like, like there, there, like there, there, at least for me, there isn't, there are, there isn't like a slew of moments that I can look back at and be like, that was cool, that was cool, that was badass, that was awesome. There, it, 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 it doesn't exist in this film for me. I'm, I'm sure if I go back and watch the first three, first three Born films, I will find those for damn sure. As, especially with how you've been talking about it, um, uh, for the past, for the past like 45 minutes and the past couple of days, Jack. But. Not, not in this movie. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Matt. I'm sorry, Matt Damon and, and, and Greengrass, but not today. Not today. No, no, I agree. I'm right there with you. I give it a four. Um, if people are wondering why I'm not lower, uh, I'd say that like you know this movie is competent in in its basic editing premises, but like yes. I feel like I feel like if you are gonna, I feel like that's the thing is we need to put shaky cam outside of the basic. Uh, you know, use packages for 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 involved. Hollywood actors. Yeah, like if you use shaky cam, you have to have a really big goal in mind that ties into the story and the feel of what you're going for. Like Jason Bourne running around being confused and amnesiac and like using shaky cam to like show action and just his intensity in the first one works. It doesn't work here because he's not it's not the same fucking movie. It's just used for no purpose here and it winds you up and it's just shit. And I think that's the issue. If you're gonna use shaky cam you really have to have a vision for your whole movie, and I don't think they got that. They very clearly do not. And so for that, I give it a 4, which uh, between all of the three of us, so that's 4, 4, and 4.5 divided by 3, it's going to be like 4, Point. Um, 4.16, which essentially just comes out to a f- another like a 4. Yeah. So the Movie Gang Podcast gives Jason Bourne, 2016, you know his name, yeah. <laughs> which is a terrible tagline. Taking the I'm words sorry. from it's the book. Really it's like bad. they couldn't think of a good tagline, so they're like, you it's know what? Clear. It's Jason fucking Bourne. They know who it is. We don't give a yeah. shit. Like, if you can't come up with a good, for. if you can't come up with a good tag for your movie, I can't come up for a good joke for it. Fuck you. <laughs> Bam. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Bets for next week. Before we reveal the winner of this week, um, we're actually next week we're going to be watching The Suicide Squad, as you all so know. And I am so excited. I've been waiting for this movie for so long. I am so much more excited for Suicide Squad than I am for this movie. <laughs> for Jason Bourne, that <laughs> for is. For various <laughs> reasons. They're, they're, oh, yeah. Their Bohemian Rhapsody trailer being, like, number one. Such There's a Bohemian that Rhapsody trailer? trailer? Yes. Oh yeah, Sarah! Sarah you it's need to great. watch this trailer. It <laughs> is so well edited and so well done. You need. Yeah, they're they're editing. I think their marketing campaign like gets it. Whereas like, okay, Jason y'all need Horn to send like that to me. Uh, we will. We will. Sure. We will. Like like I like think Sarah, that's... like like Sarah. Did you did you did you see um uh, before Deadpool came out? Did you see some of the stuff that did, that they did for their marketing campaign? Yes. So like okay like okay I I will say for Suicide Squad at least for me personally it wasn't that good but that trailer alone was a really was a really like awesome way for them to present this film to the public and be like we have this movie coming out you should go see it it's gonna be fun okay yeah I think that's all I, I asked yeah. for in a trailer really yep <laughs> yep there you go I think that's I think for Suicide Squad it's just like it's combination this 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 is either going to let the DC u- breathe life into the DC universe or, it's kill it. or yeah well and I think that's the thing is like people were like oh I hate that trailer that came up at Comic-Con for Justice League but for me like you know the flash was funny and there was like actual moments of humor yeah. in it which is like a good sign because we we just need to get the fuck away from Zack Snyder and just forget that shit ever happened. I mean, I mean, at least um, for and we can have a good universe. I'm fine. Like you know, you know, there, it's comic books. Like there's so many bad comic books out there, but the continuity still lives on. So like if they can do something like that and have good moments here, right. like, I'm ready to go. You know. <sighs> 
I love I love like Zack Snyder. Like there's like a line in like some interview. He was like, you know, in this Batman universe, Batman could get raped in prison. That's just uh. a thing that could happen. Like he said that. Like he's just like he's just like has this weird like murderous Batman oh, fantasy. Why? He's not over, and it's just really bad. I just I, I, I just want DC to give us some humor, some humor. It doesn't have to all be serious and dark and grim. I want them to give us well, some humor. I'm sorry. Like Marvel needs to be Marvel needs to be more humorous and not Marvel needs to be not Marvel needs to be more grim in terms of it being closer to reality yes. and the reality of superhero crime fighting than DC ever. DC is like the gold standard of superheroes. So it's like yes. Superman, like nothing nothing is real about Superman. He's just like a he's just like a fucking caricature. I don't know. Like he the larger than life characters, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but coming down anyway. next week if you notice if you watch the trailer you've seen a bunch of characters you see katana you see the enchantress who's probably the bad guy from the movie you see harley quinn you see deadshot who's um uh, uh wow will smith's character um but you also see in there if you play very close attention since he's in like no shots at all uh adam beach as slipknot um, so here's the running thing. Usually in most storylines involving the Suicide Squad, uh, Amanda, what's her face? Um, God, I can't remember. Oh, Viola uh, Davis's character? Yeah, Viola Davis's character. Uh, I, I, Amanda, I, 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 Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller. Yeah, there we go. Um, usually when she does it, like she's uh, usually Amanda Waller like has to show everyone what's happening and they show clearly in the trailer them implanting something in their necks which is usually like some sort of explosive device to keep them in line while they're on mission so that's the idea is that uh, usually she has to show people what's going to happen so and the only shot we see in the trailer of Slipknot is running away so most likely and being in the Slipknot's not in a lot of the other further sequences most likely we all kind of bet that Slipknot's going to die in this movie so the bet for next week is how long will slipknot live in minutes how long how long in minutes in the movie how many minutes till he dies and so everyone's gonna eat everyone's gonna get on facebook and shoot me their message right now about how long sarah's in you just you peter i'm sorry i'm sorry i, I, I got caught up in listening and, and, and not like and not <laughs> actually you you can just see it you can just say it actually because sarah's sarah's in oh you, you're here Boom. cool right there all right, all right, that's good. All right, well, shit. <laughs> did I like? Did, did we? Wow, I'm. Wait. You, you just boxed me the fuck in. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you both. Oh um, god. Sarah, Sarah said twenty minutes. I was gonna um, say that actually. I said twenty-five minutes, um, and you said thirty minutes. So I hate <laughs> All right, I, that's our bet for next week. We'll extend it out to the rest of the cast before this goes up, and uh, we'll see how it goes. But um, for bets for last week, we bet um, who would how what was the kill count in the most recent Jason Bourne movie? Now, like, like, this like is how, how many Jason Bourne would kill himself? Yeah, yeah how yeah, many yeah. people Jason Bourne would kill in this movie? Um, which is complicated because we're not. We're not at all sure how many that is. And I don't think until I get this on DVD or somebody better than me on the internet does it, I'm going to be able to figure it out. Because Jason Bourne, like, pseudo-kills a lot of people with, like, kung fu. So we're not exactly sure how many yeah. people he kills. We know that he, like, strangles the one. and, the uh, and Yeah, he strangles the asset and does a couple of other people. So... At the like most, it's like two to cell. three, though. But it's as high. But the possibility is it's as high as as high as twenty, though, right. which is the issue. So we're not exactly sure how many people he kills, but we don't know. But here's what we can say for this week's cast: I bet fourteen, Ben bet nine, Trevor bet twenty, Bobby bet twelve, Peter bet fifteen, Sarah bet fourteen. So the lowest bet was Ben's. So we're probably gonna give it to him. Because I could not detect Jason Bourne killing more than five people total. Well, 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 um, well, then, well then let's look at, let's look at it this way. Like, like since uh, since we don't since at least for right now, if we don't know the exact number, let, let's use the same logic that that we that we did for Star Trek Beyond. Confirmed, we know that they are dead for damn sure. Kills. We know that he kills the asset. Yes, the guy that he got imprisoned right. in uh, wherever. I don't know. I can't. I, the he Jason Bourne is already fading from my mind as a movie. I mean, <laughs> that's another thing is that I saw this movie on Friday and. Same. Honestly, I couldn't tell you about more than four scenes from the film. 
I can remember right. clips from it, but they mostly come from Vegas. That's that's entirely honest. I mean, mm-hmm. that's 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 exactly the the story with me as well. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck happened anymore. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but the point is, is that me and Sarah tied at 14 on this particular cast. Sarah, if you don't mind, I uh, have a little bit of an outro prepared. If you're okay with me taking it, yeah, go for it. Just rem- right. remember this later. If uh, <laughs> I don't know, I'm I'm just gonna just save this for another time. I'll, yes. I'll find something that I, I have like a problem it. with. <laughs> I like and it. And be like, you're going to listen to me for half of the outro. Well, first up, let me go ahead and say thank you to my lovely, lovely, lovely co-hosts, Peter Dancy and Sarah Becker. You're both beautiful and wonderful people. Oh, so and you, you have not met Fausti. Well, apparently I've made a Faustian bargain for my soul, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> um, which is in a briefcase somewhere. I don't know why briefcases are the choice containers. I think it's just Tarantino logic that they would go into a briefcase. That but makes that's sense. what I like to believe. Anyways, in what this, I, talk I think about- this is how you got to be so good at making old fashions. <laughs> yes. I traded my sh- I traded my shoals, my soul for shoals, yes. <laughs> well, the <laughs> funny thing is when the worst part is my sister was a like a bartender in New York for several years. Really? So like mm-hmm. when it's at my like family events, people are like, "Yeah, Jack, that's cute. You made a drink." <laughs> so now you're proving them wrong. Now you're trying to like You just need to get your whole wrong. crew together at one of your family I functions know, and be like, I "Listen, know. We will all no. defend you on this. My no, it's okay. My older sister really does make like the best Manhattan on earth. Like okay, well now does. I need to try it. She worked. She worked in Sidecar, like a famous, famous, I've famous heard of like, bar. Say, have I? Yeah, oh my she, God. she worked she, no, there. She, yeah, dude, she makes. Shit. She worked as a bartender there. She works. She makes the best fucking Manhattan. Like it's it's not like like and honestly like like world class bar Manhattan. Like it's really good. Like probably like a twenty dollar Manhattan in New York City. Like it's good. <laughs> I can't I can't compete with that. But I, I really appreciate Damn. you guys that you love mine. But anyways, the thing I want to talk about is first off, like you guys should go over and check out us at Tuscanshed.com. It's our new website. It's up. It's amazing. It shows all our various uh, shows which I want to give you guys a quick plug about right now. You obviously you know the movie gang podcast if you listen and uh, I guess 59 minutes into the movie gang podcast. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So uh, if you you obviously know about this one, but you should also go take this opportunity to go check out Save Point Podcast as well as A Feast for Bros, our Game of Thrones podcast. And go check out Geek Space Nine, which we got actually, I think, a member from every podcast on this show right now, which is successful. uh, Yeah, Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we're on everything. <laughs> you are my you are my stalwart companions. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think that's uh, yeah. And I, so go check those out. Go to Tuscan. That's TuscanShed.com, and that's the Tuscan Shed Media Network. Uh, the thing I wanted to pitch to you guys today is I wanted to make some anime recommendations for the season. Ooh, yes. So. First up, the one thing that I think is really blowing my mind right now is Mob Psycho 100. Go check it out. It's, I'm not sure. We're at about three to four episodes per every um, current running thing. This is, again, Mob Psycho 100. It's on Crunchyroll. Go check it out. It is amazing in terms of the art styles, the thing that's blowing me away. Mob is obviously is just like a psychic child um, who's actually working. He works as an apprentice to a fake psychic, and he but he actually has massive psychic powers, um, and the, the, uh, the psychic is aware of it and just keeps fooling him but also giving him good life lessons so it's a really interesting dynamic but also it's just like the classical art style the classical um, Akira style animation it's just so much love is put into that series and it's just so goddamn breathtaking it really brings back like that classical feel of animation um, that we got in Spirited Away and other things so I can't recommend it enough mostly just for the animation um, another thing is 91 Days is my second recommendation I've not watched more than one episode of this but it's a, it's about a gangster uh, it's about a, a son who is a who is a whose father was a gangster and murdered, and his whole family's murdered about him when he was young, and he's actually coming back now to try to take a vengeance on the gang. Um, but it's an interesting take on stuff. Um, the third one, I'm actually going to skip the third one because that's going to be my final recommendation because I can't recommend it enough. My fourth recommendation is Taboo Tattoo, just a really interesting action series. It seems to, I mean, it's got some harem-y elements, so um, don't listen, don't watch it, Sarah. <laughs> but well, what for does everyone that else, mean? Uh, um, it's like you know, like a like a like a anime harem shows, right? Ah, 
Yes, harami. I didn't. I thought you were using like a Japanese word. You were just adding a y nope, to the end of the word. Nope, it's not a word. Oh, okay. It's not a word. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's got some harami elements. Um, so, but it's it primarily is more action based. Um, my fifth show is. Uh, oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy the pronunciation. Yeah, I'm not even going to say it. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to make four recommendations. Aww. And the fourth one that I have to say is the one that lo- that I love. Um, it's called Shokugeki. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell was that? Have you, do you like Dragon Ball? Do you like Dragon Ball? Do you like cooking? Do you want a Dragon Ball cooking show? <laughs> you didn't know you wanted it, but trust me, once you see one episode, you want it for the rest of your goddamn life. <laughs> this is we are on to the third season. I repeat, the third season of Shokugeki and it is my favorite thing ever. <laughs> it's where it's a season about a about a kid from a Japanese diner attending a fabled uh, cooking school and there's cooking competitions galore and he's currently competing in them, but it's done in the style of a Dragon Ball Z shonen. So it's like they all level up doing various cooking skills. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> and it's literally there's literally wait, like moments where he like goes like full Super Saiyan cooking mode. <laughs> okay, wait, like hold on. I'm the best thing ever. <laughs> okay, I'm probably gonna like insult so many people who like who who, who may know the show that I'm that I, that I think you're talking about if like early or that if, if I'm wrong. But is this a show where, where where he where he made like a dish and these three like business people came in to eat it and they basically had orgasmic reactions? Right. That's the thing. Is oh my thing? god! I've seen like, that scene. It's so great. There's this one dish where he makes like there's this horrible dish. He, he this unrunning joke where he like he can't get octopus dishes right. So every time he like makes someone try an octopus dish, there's a scene where somebody gets like raped by tentacles. What the? Oh no! I'm done. I, I, I I I clearly need to watch this show. I clearly need to there's, watch this show. It's it's amazing and it's really funny because every time it's like it, there's like people that are coming to try to tear down his business and they're like, but try the food and they like have orgasms. It's just like it's just so good. We can't tear down your business oh my god <laughs> what in the world it's 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 great it's actually really funny because there's tons of videos online of anime fans cooking in the same style and failing <laughs> miserably yeah it's so amazing i can't correct i know it's the third on my list because those it's like been running for three seasons and frankly like if you started watching it you're there with me right now i can't recommend it in terms of some context but it is so much fun. It is so much fun. I have not had that much fun in a while. I watch those shows, and I just, I know that some of it's bad, but, like, it just makes me happy on the inside. And, like, honestly, at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for a piece of media, and it delivers in goddamn space. <laughs> so, <laughs> so kugeki! Which is code for whatever they call, like, their competition. <laughs> all right. For the Movie King Podcast, this has been... Sarah Becker. Good night, everyone. Peter Dancy. Toodles. <laughs> and yours truly, Jack Newman. Thank you again for watching. <laughs> <laughs>